0: Hello, hello, hello. We're back. It's Thursday, and it's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. And I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. We are back. My God, this was the longest break. I, I haven't taken a pop culture break like that. Even when I had my heart surgery, I wrote a newsletter like, I missed a week. I did not take two weeks off. And the fact that the holidays, I normally write during the holidays, but because Christmas and New Year's were on Mondays, I sort of used that. Sometimes I've done pop culture Mondays on Tuesdays with the newsletter, but I just was like, who wants this? Everybody needed a break from everything. Content, pop culture, everybody just needed a break. But man, those memes going around where it was like the cat's Sort of like, oh, I'm so full of cheese. I have no idea what day it is. I'm losing my mind. That was me. I literally was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's happening. Could be Wednesday, could be Sunday. So, you know, it's it's the week of, what was the week of January 9th, 8th, whatever it is. I, um, I'm just getting back into the groove if we have any technical difficulties i just david is looking at me i just want to blame kara swisher because i let her use my podcast equipment this morning she was using and last night she was using my podcast equipment and you know she's a very professional podcaster she makes millions of dollars podcasting but you know i'm better with technology than she is just let's say that so everything she touches sort of like breaks but let's see how we can do let's see how we go but man, I miss you guys. I miss doing this podcast. I really, I find it very cathartic. I say I'm a host, but like, what am I hosting? I'm just babbling. And uh, we're going to have a fun grouping of guests over the next, I'm speaking in business talk, over the next quarter. I'm looking at my life in quarters now. That's, that's what happens is I... Enter into my 50th year. So crazy. But here we are, 2024. And did it come in with a bang? 2024 is just like, you know what? We are going to take you for a wild ride. And there's been a lot of things that have happened. I I don't even know. I mean, I used this week in the newsletter as a catch-up edition. So everybody could sort of figure out what happened over the last few weeks. But really, like, when it comes down to it, a lot of this stuff happened in, like, New Year's and post-New Year's. So we just have to talk about Jeremy Allen White and Calvin Klein. Haven't thought about Calvin Klein in years. I honestly haven't thought about Calvin Klein since Marky Mark. I don't – I mean, I know there have been some hot – Calvin Klein ads over the years, but those listening are generally my generation, give or take ten years. You understand what I mean by the Marky Mark Calvin Klein ads. Like, let's let's not talk about Mark Wahlberg today and his super Christian. I live in Vegas now. That's awesome, but that's let's talk about the Marky Mark of the '90s, who was you know getting down with the funky bunch. And showing us his abs any which way, he was like the answer to Vanilla Ice. Like we had to deal with Vanilla Ice. So then Marky Mark is like, no, no, I'm going to come in with a funky bunch and I'm going to like actually be hot and cool as opposed to Vanilla Ice, who incidentally played the New Year's party for Donald Trump, which tells you everything you need to know. This New Year's, by the way, this New Year's at Mar-a-Lago, they were able to pull – Vanilla Ice, Ice Baby. That's who they pulled for their New Year's Eve party. And Marky Mark is an icon and he is an icon because of, you know, I mean, you can say he's an icon because of of his music or his unbelievable performances, Boogie Nights, come on, let's be clear or because of his abs, you know, Donnie Wahlberg, his brother, new kid on the block. I mean, there's so much he's iconic for, but at the end of the day, it's the Calvin Klein ads that really got him where he is today. And Jeremy Allen White, some of you may know him as Carmi from The Bear, who just won the Golden Globe. Some of you may know him as Lip Gallagher, who I personally is my favorite, which is the, you know, I was in love with a teenage bad boy, not as a teenager myself, which, you know, let's be clear, fictional, fictional, no need to to put in red flags for me, but the showrunners knew what they were doing. They made him as a teenager having an affair with his much older married female professor. So let's be clear. They knew what they were doing, but Lip Gallagher, my Lord, Carmi, my Lord, he's in this wrestling movie, which I have not been able to go see yet, is it the Iron Claw? Something like that with with, with Zach Efron. Their bodies are insane. We've seen the ads, but everyone tells me it is like, people like it. Like everyone I know who's seen it, it was like, I liked it. It made me cry for all the right reasons, but I don't want to cry. I really don't want to cry. I, I don't want to sob about sadness right now. I just need a break. I need joyful, happy rainbows and butterflies. So I haven't seen that movie, but I, like everyone, woke up To the world changing, which was the revelation of his new Calvin Klein ad campaign. And, you know, a lot of people are like are very conflicted. I have some friends who just don't get him at all. Or there are people who call him butterface, you know. If you know, you know, but, uh, he's very interesting. He is somebody, I read one of the comments. He is really like a dead ringer for a child that would have been between Gene Wilder and Barry Manilow. So strange. Like, how is that hot? But it is like, it fucking works for me. Like Barry Manilow and Gene Wilder had a baby. It's Jeremy Allen White. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally here for it. And he's a short King, you know? People have said five eight. I believe he might be a smidge shorter than that. But you want to know who else is a smidge shorter shorter than that, or the, around the same height? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Killian uh, Murphy. That's right. Another one who just won the Golden Globe. Killian Murphy and Jeremy Allen White are like short kings. They are small little men. They are. Really, I don't care. I'm going to change my dating apps. I I have like a height where I like is like deal breaker and I'm going to change it because I am not kicking Killian Murphy or Jeremy Allen White out of the running just because they're 5'7". I'm sorry. No, My it's changed my whole perception. But Jeremy Allen White did this Calvin Klein campaign, obviously into promoting at the time it's promoting this movie, his body is very different than it was during Lip Gallagher days. Uh, He's literally, I I don't know if he's juicing. I don't know. But everybody on that set understood the assignment. And I don't just mean the crew and the photographer and the makeup people and the stylist. I mean the sofa. I mean the jeans. I mean the cityscape, the backdrop. Every single person and inanimate object on that set was very aware of what the assignment was and they all delivered. And yes, I would be horrified if I was listening to a podcast of men talking about and objectifying a woman this way. So I am completely aware of the hypocrisy, don't care. This is, women have had to deal with this their whole lives. I am 1000% objectifying Jeremy Allen White. He wants to be objectified. He's sitting there on Sunset Boulevard in a triple life-size poster of himself in his underwear whilst chewing on an apple. Okay. Let's be clear. This man knows what he was doing. The sofa knew what it was doing. The jeans knew what it was doing. Every single person knew what they were doing and You know, Jeremy Allen White's team is working in overtime like Travis Kelsey's team. Like all those people, if you're looking to become a star and get yourself. Now, I will say I think Jeremy Allen White has had a longer sort of trajectory in the public eye. But nobody saw this coming as the like small little like he was like Timothy Chalamet size. He was like a skinny little whip in Shameless to being this like hunk of burning flesh of like women are, I can't even imagine what's on Pornhub right now. I just can't. Um, the AI porn industry are going crazy on this but you know he delivered, he delivered and he's aware of the reaction of the internet. Um, you know brands got involved they were commenting I, I mean everybody was objectifying him like brands like Hulu was like it, it, every second counts like it was it's just I've never seen anything like it. They would get crucified if they did it to a woman. But yet we are all rejoicing, celebrating, high-fiving, even saying to him. People went up to him at the Golden Clubs and was like, thank you for your service. Like there are TikToks of people saying thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. The internet thanks you. We thank you. And he's just so like – I. I don't know how I put myself in this situation, but he's aware he's put himself in this situation. What is a broader moment for you? Something like this or seeing the world collectively lose their minds say, over your Calvin Klein ad? Sorry, say again. Is it was what, what moment for me? Sorry. Is a moment like this winning an award or seeing the world lose their minds over that ad? A prouder moment for oh, prouder! This is this is a prouder this is a prouder <laughs> moment. Yes, yes, I am I am more proud of of this. Both pride pride full in both, but this is more pride. Thank you. I want to go by Calvin Klein. I I I really do. I want to buy the men's briefs. I want to look adorable. I don't have those abs, but I want a man in those briefs and me. I'm going to start like lounging around in my cute little cut off sweatshirt and male briefs from Calvin Klein. Like I am freaking back in flash dance days. I'm ready for it. I'm bringing it back. And so what I want to say to Lip Gallagher, Carmi, Jeremy Allen White is, as everyone else has said, thank you. Thank you for your service. It's, it's meant a lot. Another thing that's happened that i I didn't really want to touch on in the newsletter. So I didn't. I sort of just put the the only things to me that mattered at the Golden Globes, and I did watch it, and it was so terrible. I mean, it really was terrible. the The host Joe Coy, I mean, Chelsea Handler should be like so thankful that relationship didn't work out. She is a thousand times better than than that. He was a disaster. He just wasn't funny. Like the misogyny aside, frankly, you're going to make a Barbie joke. There are a billion smarter Barbie jokes to make, but a Barbie joke about being about a blonde with big boobs, like you clearly didn't see the movie, dude, but there are a million Barbie jokes you could have made that were intellectually stimulating. And that just wasn't, I'm not even going to get into the Taylor Swift one, but You know, it just wasn't funny. When he disappeared during the show, I assumed they fired him midway through, which then he popped up again. I was like, oh, I was mistaken. But they should have. They should have. They Like, let AI host at this point. Like, an AI host would have been better than that motherfucker. It was just terrible. It was cringe. Like, I didn't... I kept muting it. Like, I didn't want to watch it. It wasn't funny smart. And I'm sure he's a very funny guy, and I'm sure he's talented. But, you know, hosting is a special... A special thing and not everybody has it. He did not have the confidence for it. Um, He thought he did. He had the audacity, but not the confidence. But this is what I put in the newsletter that was the most important things, okay? In no particular order. Killian Murphy and his outfit. Don't care about the lipstick all over his face. Love it. Love his wife for kissing him. Oh boy. First question, do I have lipstick all over my nose? Uh, I'm just going to leave it. He looked amazing. Jeremy Allen White, outfit, loved it. So gorgeous. Couldn't think of anything else. Nothing else mattered. And Barry Keoghan, K- K- I thought it was Kagan. It's They kept pronouncing it Keoghan, Keoghan. I don't know. I'm terrible. Again, I this is an Irishman. Back to my love of Irish, Killian Murphy and Barry from Saltburn. Yep, the outfit. Let's just say nothing else mattered other than Killian Murphy, Barry, and Jeremy Allen White, and their outfits. And yes, I am who I am. I understand that. I understand Taylor was there. I understand everybody. And all those moments were great, but those were the three standouts. And then there was Timmy, Tim Tim, Timothée Chalamet, our little, little Wonka, which I want to talk about. Uh, he was there, and he was wearing a shirt, which you know is, I love all of his looks. He always looks a little jazz hands to me. It's a little much. The sequence, I get it, but it's a little, like he's a little like razzle dazzle fussy fussy fussy. Um, and that's fine. I mean, he's adorable. He is not. He is not Jeremy Allen White. Like he does not do to Calvin Klein underwear what Jeremy Allen White did. Like there's, I don't want to see Tim Tim in a in an underwear ad. He's he's an he, adolescent child boy body. But there's room for that. Like, I have space for that. It's just a different space, but I have space for that. And I've, you know, I have had a crush on Timothy Chalamet forever, but he really did it this time. And there are so many that's just like the internet has been taken over. And maybe Jeremy Allen White should be grateful because he's like, thankfully, the attention's off me. So what happened? Timothy showed up with his girlfriend. Kylie Jenner. And for those of you who don't know who Kylie Jenner is, she is the, I believe, youngest one of the Kardashian Jenner clan. She is the half sister of Kim, Chloe, and Courtney, and the brother, Robert. Is that it? She is the whole sister of the model one. I can't remember. Caitlin? No, that's the mom. That's the dad. Shit. I can't. Listen, I don't watch any of this stuff. It's so crazy. But uh, Kendall. Kendall is her sister, the model who's um, can't cut a cucumber. But Kylie, beautiful girl. I don't care if it's enhanced. You know, we've all had a few enhancements. She's a beautiful girl beautiful girl. Enhanced but beautiful girl. And clearly very very smart and has learned from all of those people who preceded her in her family and she has taken all of those lessons from Kris Jenner to Bruce, now Caitlyn Jenner, to her sisters and brother. She's taken all of that and turned it into like a superpower and she has this cosmetics company. She's the mother of two at a very young age and she seemingly has it all and she's seemingly very smart and she has timothy chalamet and they are madly in love apparently and we saw it on full display they came together hand in hand she is there supporting her man and it was as if the cameras they had no other interest in the world they didn't even care about taylor They did not care about anything. The minute that there was like an ad break or there was like other people talking, the cameras just zoomed in on Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, which is where we get to now which is a conversation between the two of them that was captured on these cameras and presented to all of us with no audio, but they have brought in literal media companies, legitimate media companies, multiple media companies have hired lip readers to determine what transpired in that conversation between Timothy and Kylie, where they are sitting at the table, they are looking at one another. In my interpretation, Kylie's holding his neck He's wearing some sort of diamond and sapphire, gorgeous, gorgeous necklace. You know, I love a man who wears a little jewelry, girl jewelry. And I feel like she's talking about the necklace and he's like talking about the necklace. And they're what what do people like they're just talking about their jewelry or something. And then he seemingly says, I love you and kisses her. But like not a deeply uncomfortable, gross kiss that you don't want to see, no matter how cute or attractive the couple is, just like a really respectful, darling, like they've been in it for a while. This is a real relationship, intimate, but, but sweet kiss. And it has sent, it has sent everyone into complete, like, tailspin and legitimate media companies have hired lip readers to try to determine what is being said. And I think for the most part they are determining that it's like, I love the necklace, I love you, that kind of thing. Um but then TikTok has taken on like the really bad lip readers, like on for a joke where somebody's like they're making fun of what they're saying. It's like, I love broccoli. I love broccoli too. Oh my God, I love you. You love broccoli. Like it's very, very funny. I like my elbows. I don't care about them It's pretty nice come on yes i mean elbows are stupid because like like everybody has them mine are the best though it's just got to be so weird to be a celebrity where it's like they're in a room full of the biggest names in the world some of the biggest directors the biggest talent and the cameras just honed in on them and took them in an intimate moment and broadcast that to the world so maybe the most interesting thing that came out of that whole thing somebody's headline i think it was the ankler which is a hollywood trade but a very funny headline about the golden globes uh which is owned by jay Pensky, a gentleman i i used to be pals with but i apparently am no more anyway it said congratulations jay penske you've turned the golden globes into the rc cola of award shows which is like such a boomer thing to say and it's sort of dumb like none of the youngs will know what rc cola is but that's precisely the point but you know it's not even like coke and pepsi like rc cola it is that was low it was a funny headline i have to say look the golden globes have gone through their uh their ups and downs it's always a fun when people can drink but this year they introduced sushi and into the mix and it was apparently really warm in there because it was freezing in la and so you have you know people talking about hot sushi, just none of it was good. I don't know. None of it was good. And then they created a category specifically just to get Taylor Swift there and to give Barbie an award, which is like an award for the most commercially successful film, which isn't really an award. Isn't it just statistically you have that it's one or the other. Like there is a way to determine which one it's not like wonder who won, like, you know, who statistic, who won the most, who made the most amount of money, you know, but they brought all the Barbie people up and I loved how smug they all all were. And by the way, like Margot Robbie's the most gorgeous, the most beautiful and brilliant clearly. But like uh, to see Ryan Gosling was like, yeah, we won the award. I'm like for the most commercially successful film is that an award? I don't understand. But I mean, good on them. They got T Swift there. They got they got Barbie up on stage because you weren't gonna win against Oppenheimer. And I just or who whatever else there was. But um Barbie was a fantastic movie. I will say uh Wonka, I did see Wonka over the Christmas break, and I know I made fun of the trailer. I cannot get enough of this movie. I laughed. I cried, but like tearful, like not sad crying. Like I loved this movie. Tearfully joyful, joyfully tearful. I don't know. It was great. The songs are in my head so much. I can't get them out and, um, neither can TikTok cause it's all over and I love it. And Hugh Grant was great. I really like, he's an asshole. I'm sorry, I know friends listening to this are friends with him. My encounters with him have been that he's an asshole. There was once years ago, years ago, I didn't know him. He didn't know that we have very close friends in common. And he was coming into the Crosby Street Hotel, which is a Firmdale Hotel, which is an English-owned hotel. So lots of them in London. So a lot of English people stay at the Crosby or its sister hotel up in, uh, on Central Park. And the Crosby's in Soho. It's a great hotel, fabulous hotel on Crosby Street. I love this hotel around the corner from my old office. So we used to go there for a lot of meetings or drinks or whatever. It was just a really great meeting place. It is a great meeting place. And I was coming out. It was a long day. And I was with several women, friends of mine, colleagues. And we were walking out of the hotel, which is like the lobby doors open onto Crosby Street. And Hugh Grant was getting out of his taxi or walking in with his small duffel bag or hand v- – bag, but fancy, like it was a fancy bag. Um, and, and like, he had two bags. So both his hands were being used and we were coming out and he saw us coming out. And I guess we didn't like stand back and hold the door for him. Like we were going to hold the door for him, but we, as women, by the way, we were exiting and he just dropped both of his bags and like rolled his eyes. And he was like, really? because we hadn't stepped aside to let him in, like after you, Mr. Grant, as we were leaving. Anyway, that to me is why he leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but I can, I can compartmentalize. And he made a great Oompa Loompa. He brought integrity to the role, humor and class. And I just loved this story. It was a prequel. They were able to play around with it do, do, do make it a little less uh, politically incorrect, less politically incorrect. Cause I think the way, it, listen, Roll Dahl has some issues. Let's just be clear. This man was not... Like, he's written some amazing books, but there are some problems with the books. And apparently he was a raging anti-Semite and a raging racist. And I believe that the Oompa Loompas were like uh, initially or ri- like initially meant to be sort of like a pygmy, like very racist kind of thing. So we've evolved from there. And I like the I like the reinterpretation of this. So I just want to say that. The other big moment that has come out of the globes that I did not write about is another Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner moment but one involving our little goddess of a girl Selena Gomez who we love adore worship. Um, Selena is a talented actress, a talented singer, a talented storyteller, a talented entrepreneur. She has this unbelievable company called Rare Beauty. She is a, an unbelievable organization helping with the mental health and, and mind, mindfulness of, of women, g- girls, sort of teenage Gen Z girls. And she's dating Benny. We, we, we love it. She's best friends with you know, all of these great people, including Taylor Swift. She's also in that show, which I quite like because I'm like a boomer, I guess. But uh, Murders in the Building with Martin Short and Steve Martin. It's so good. It's so good. I resisted it, but it's so good. Anyway, there is all of this goss about her apparently... Going and talking to Taylor and another friend of theirs, uh, at the table. And apparently again, lip readers. And there's, there's just rumors that she went up to Timothy, who she'd been in a movie with, that she went up to Timothy and, and Kylie and apparently wanted to have a picture or something. And Timothy said, no, sorry. And this is all brought out like there's this beef because. Selena is best friends with Taylor, and Taylor is obviously in a – has gone balls to the wall up in in her story about Kim – Kardashian and Kanye, if you recall that whole drama. So she came out in the time person of the year interview and rehashed this beef, which is a big one. And we've talked about it here. So there's reasons to connect the dots that Kylie is like, I'm sorry, I don't want to have anything to do with, with friends of, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. It would would be a juvenile, you know, immature reaction, but one that I would appreciate and understand. However, this is, this is all concocted. This is all just the world who has nothing better to do and is living through the eyes and lives of others has concocted this sort of like, Girl, mean girl thing and Timmy is standing up for his girlfriend and not letting Selena in and it's just it's taken the internet by storm there are so many memes about it with the three girls like the witches of Eastwick talking about like what just happened and Kylie and Timothy being like the mean kids and not being nice to Selena anyway Selena has now commented on an Instagram and it's like it's not at all true like it doesn't even matter but I was telling them about about my friends who've just hooked up. Like, just leave me the fuck alone, basically. So this is what we've come to. We are just like, we're creating these false narratives, fake news. It's so, this kids just can't, I don't know. Maybe they all love it. Maybe they're all in the Illuminati about it together. And then speaking about the Illuminati... I mean, we could talk forever. I obviously could go on about Saltburn, but that's old news by now. I quite like Saltburn. I it's not the craziest movie I've ever seen, but in terms of psychosexual thriller, but it is a great one, and I love it. But the but the Illuminati comment comes from if any of you guys have been following this sort of saga with Cat Williams, Cat Williams, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, well-known stand-up comic, sort of in that genre of Dave. Chappelle and Kevin Hart, not that they would consider themselves in the same genre, but sort of like stand up comic of that of that age. Uh, maybe the Dave Chappelle age. I again, I don't know what age is. But he's not a household name. He was cast in like one of the Friday movies and um he he was sort of destined or or on the path for superstardom to be a household name. He certainly is with many, but a lot don't know him. And that's because he encountered, maybe he has some mental health issues. I'm not sure, but he encountered some, certainly some, issues with the law. And there have been multiple, multiple, multiple arrests. I mean, from gun possession to uh, harassment, to child endangerment, to, I mean, there's a lot. It's a long, long list. And I would imagine there are drugs involved. He talks about knowing multiple languages at the age of three, that he's taught himself multiple languages. He emancipated himself from his parents as an early teen. You know, there's just a lot going on there. But I was, I was taken by surprise by the reaction. A lot of people on social media are in support of Cat Williams and are like, he's a truth teller. He's, he's speaking the truth. So Cat Williams went on Club Shay Shay. Which is a very, very popular podcast that is hosted by former NFL champion, or I guess he is an NFL champion, former NFL player, Shannon Sharp. Now I get into this because uh, people who are criticizing this interview and his, his not pushing back. I mean, he's a football player. He, yes, he's a media personality and is probably media trained on that, but he is a podcast. I don't think he was anticipating sort of all this controversy. Cat Williams sat down for like two hours and 46 minutes and did this um, podcast that's filmed and he just went off. And and a lot of people think that he's just out there telling telling it like it is. But he basically, it to me sounded a little crazy and a little conspiracy theory. But then also he did say some smart things. Like he was explaining that Kanye West was like, look, we know he's mentally ill. And now you are you guys made him think he was Jesus. You made him think he was this person. You made him think it was this. And now you're taking it back and now you're criticizing it. Like he's not wrong, right? He isn't wrong there. We saw the, the problems with Kanye long, long, long. Ago, but then he goes into this crazy thing where he's like, and he married a whore, and he knew he married a whore, and you're like, what? And then he talks about Ludacris, and he says that Ludacris is in the Illuminati, and he knows this because it was between the two of them as being selected as members of the Illuminati. I mean, he talks about Kevin Hart being a, a an industry plant, and that nobody like he. Came out of nowhere and nobody had ever seen him do stand up. He didn't pay his dues. And he goes off on Tiffany Haddish. He go- I mean, literally, there is not one person in his sort of genre of stand up that he doesn't go after and basically call them a sellout or tell them that they don't have talent. It's just, it's, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I needed Wonka. We want joy. We want love. We want happiness. So, but that, if you're seeing that on your timeline or people are talking about Cat Williams, You know, go check out. I have a bunch of clips in the newsletter and you can go check it out. And that is really, I mean, that is it. We had Gypsy Rose Blanchard. She's out of jail. She killed her mom. She, we're not to say that murder is good. It's not. But apparently... We're giving her a pass because she's darling and doing um, Outfit of the Days, which are from Zara and Get Ready's with me. Hey, everyone. So this is my Outfit of the Day. Everything is Zara, my top, my shorts, my shoes, and my makeup was done by the lovely Miss Isabel. So I think I look pretty cute. She is a, a girl we've all sort of seen from the, I mean, she's not, she's 32 now, but seeing her as a, as a child, she's the probably most famous victim of Munchausen by proxy. And she lived a really, really difficult life and was poisoned by her mom and gone through crazy medical treatments and, um, lived in a wheelchair and her mother benefited from it greatly financially. They got lots of free things and trips and houses. And then when she got old enough to realize that she wasn't really all of those things. Apparently the mother forced her and made her sort of live this life that she didn't want to live. And she broke and snapped and she and her boyfriend at the time killed the mom. And she was sentenced, I think to 10 years, but she served about eight and she's been a media fast. people are fascinated by her. There's, there is a Hulu movie. That's fantastic about her st- starring Joey King and, uh, Patricia Arquette. Love it. Recommend it. Um, and then she did this heartbreaking interview from jail. There's documentary out. She did this interview and she was talking about how jail was the, like her first day in prison was her best day. It was her first day of freedom and she could, you know, walk and she could do things and she could live the life she wanted to live. And she's met her husband through, prison he wrote her a letter and she's taking the the world by storm doing a media tour and um trying to catch up on her life and she is you know very clear that what she did was wrong but that she felt she had no choice. I highly recommend catching up on the whole Gypsy Rose thing and I find it quite wholesome. It's so weird. I mean she's a murderer, but a little bit wholesome. And then I'll leave you with this. There's so much like this or that but I am a viral TikTok food person. Like I will tell you, anybody who comes to my house will tell you that I make the greatest chicken salad. I've always sought the best chicken salad. I go to store, to store, to store. I am a chicken salad girl. I've broken up with guys who don't want mayonnaise in their house, but I'm like, it's chicken salad. I don't know what you're talking about. I love chicken salad. I love it. I still think that hands down best chicken salad I have is from Murray's Bagels in New York until my chicken salad. And my chicken salad is not mine. It is directly lifted from a viral TikTok recipe that includes pickles. And I highlight this because there is another pickle recipe that has gone viral. I have not tried it. It is called a chickle. That's correct, a chickle. And what it is, is cheese and a pickle, specifically fried cheese. You melt the cheese, you sizzle it on a pan and you take like a pickle spear and a dill pickle. And you, when the cheese is like all bubbling up on the pan, you put the pickle in it and then you wrap it up. It sounds like a state fair meal, you know, let's be clear, but it looks delicious. It looks delicious guys. I have, I have the videos in the newsletter, but I'm not going to lie. I, I have the ingredients. I was just waiting to have some time alone where I wasn't going to be judged. And so I'm going to play around with this and I will report back on the chickle. So that's it. That's where we are today. I'm going to head out. We're going to do a quick Mary makeout mute. I am a hundred percent making out with Killian Murphy. I just, you know, and his wife, she can put lipstick on my nose. I don't care. I'm a hundred percent making out with them. I am a hundred percent marrying Jeremy Allen white specifically in his Calvin Klein's in the Calvin Klein ad. Like I, I just, we can get married on that orange sofa. I'm perfectly fine with that. And making out with him because he's my husband. So just FYI, making out and marrying. See how I combined the two? I did that. I feel really proud of myself on that. And I'm muting. I know we're Donald Trump free, but oh my God, the Donald Trump smelly trend is so funny, like stinky Trump. Like somebody equated him as, he's a cross between a smell of like B.O. And what was it? It was body odor and butt and something else. I don't know. It's just so bad. Anyway, a lot of TikToks about people talking about how he's stinky. So I don't want to hear that anymore because it's really ruining my, like, I love, I want to make a chickle, and I don't have an appetite right now because it's stinky Trump that is in my brain. So I'm muting that for right now. That's it, my darlings. Happy, happy 2024. And send me your feedback. Tell me dream guests because I'm going to have some fun ones and share, share this. Give, give me some five-star reviews. I'd like to start making this more of a thing, but for all of you who listen, and there are a lot of you, I'm very grateful and let's have fun this year. And thanks, David. Best producer ever. See you next week. Top Culture Learn.